Hello and welcome to Bookstagram Live with me, Chloe. This episode was recorded in collaboration with Stevie from the Mother Fiction Writers Podcast, so you may find it follows a slightly different format to usual. Stevie and I took it in turns to discuss our writing projects and we ended with a brief discussion about joining the podcast community. Because this was a collaboration, we used Stevie's recording method and we did not go live on Instagram. However, you will be able to watch the recording instead on the Mother Fiction Writers Podcast YouTube channel, which will be linked in the episode description. Happy listening! Welcome to another Mother Fiction Writers Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and I have Chloe today. We're doing a collab. This is my first collab ever. She also has a podcast, and it's called Bookstagram Live. Um, And you can find her on Instagram, and I will try my best to do the tags, but I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself. (laughs) Hey, I'm Chloe. My podcast is Bookstagram Live, and this is also my first collab, so we're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at C Sutcliffe Books on Instagram, so you can always find it in like the episode description, and I'm sure you always tag yep. people as well. I do my best. I don't. I'm never. I'm not like the greatest at knowing. Oh, did it kick me? Yeah, that's out for a moment. Did it? So sometimes I'll edit this out later, but sometimes I don't know if it's my connection. Sometimes it's just fine. But then with one other person, what it would do, it would freeze me almost for like five seconds, 10 seconds, but she could still hear me. So we ended up just rolling with it. So if that's the case, then. Uh, we'll just go with it. I couldn't hear you either, so. Well, you couldn't hear me either. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why it does that sometimes. Hopefully that'll be it. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to have you on and I'm excited to share writing um, tips and how we kind of, and get to know your writing style a little bit better too. Because both of us, how long has it been? Have you been on Bookstagram for three years? Will be three years at the end of the year, yeah. Okay, I thought so because around each other for about that time. So it's exciting. We finally get to see each other yeah. kind of face to face. It's been a long time, but yeah. it's always really exciting to come on these podcasts and finally get to speak to someone who I've only right. really been interacting in, with in like comments and dms before it's really nice just to get to speak to people so i'm gonna jump in do you want to jump in then well i guess we were talking about i am really excited i think it's really cool that we can kind of connect from across the ocean you know i think that is so neat um so thank you technology for that even though i'm not the best at understanding you Um, but I'll jump in with a question and kind of bounce off the technology thing. Um, yeah, go so on. one of my questions was, 
Are you a big note taker? And if you do take notes, whether they're like long descriptions or just really to the point ones, are they on your phone or computer, like more technology based? Or do you go old school notebook style? No. No. I usually you, use no. Word, but Word. I've been okay. thinking about trying different platforms. Gotcha. Because that's where I am right now, too. I'm trying to do yeah. and get to know different platforms and stuff almost because I need to be a better note taker and I need to have them in a specific place. And there's so many good platforms out there for writers where you can have it all in one. You can do your manuscript, yeah. you can have your notes, character boards. Um, so which ones have you kind so of like looked into? So at the moment I'm having a play around with Notion so okay. I'm trying it with different things I'm still doing all my writing on Word but then yeah. on Notion I've started tracking like word counts and like making like character pages so I can track cool. like yeah. what descriptions I've written or like what their personality is because sometimes right. when you're writing a novel you can lose some of those smaller details so I'm trying to get right. better at keeping track of those and I'm seeing how that goes at the moment but I started that maybe a month ago and it's going okay. well so far. Good well that's good I love that um because one that I've kind of started was from uh the author Graham bookstagram community I had never heard of it and it's called campfire writing. Have you heard of that one? I don't know that. Um, so it is basically a website based one and obviously there's a free version and there's a paid version, but I just started with the free version to kind of get the feels of it. But what I like about it is you can upload your whole manuscript on there and you can do it chapter by chapter kind of a thing. So then they're all tabbed, they're all labeled and then you can add, so I'm a huge Pinterest person for inspiration, for character boards, all that stuff. So you can add pictures with your characters and then from there have little tabs of like your character's personality, what do they like, what do they don't, who are they connected to in what way. You can even do like little trees and stuff. And I just think that I'm having fun with it. <laughs> so it sounds quite clever. Like yeah, all the different things you can do with it. Well, I think the tagline kind of got me was um, the tagline is something like a writer's program created by writers, like that kind of a thing. So it's like writers okay. new. We obviously writers know what we need. We need a one-stop shop kind of a thing. So I've, I'm having fun with it. Again, I've been doing it only about a month as well. So it's still new to me, still fresh. So, but yeah. that's my... I'll have to have a look into that one as well. Yeah, and there is, there's so many out there too. Um, I just know I do a lot of my writing or what I've, I have done is always Google Docs. And then Google Docs now is like changing and then with all the AI stuff and everything. So I've been trying to find something more solid um, than that. Plus, yeah. I need to find a better formatting. <laughs> to a better way of formatting as well um yeah so I'm hoping that'll help but I'm gonna let you ask a question now 
how or where do you get your inspiration from when you're writing? Does it come to you piece by piece or do you get like a whole story like as one? So um, inspiration kind of comes from a lot of different things for me. But I'm one of those, like, if you're start, if if you're talking like a brand new idea that just like kind of hits me, um, it could literally come from just being on a walk or a vacation, or I see like a tree and the tree makes me have an idea. You know what I mean? Like makes me think of whether it's like an enchanted forest or maybe even, I mean, there's been a tree where it had like, not that every tree makes me have an idea. But I'm just like coming up, like there was one where it made me create a character, almost like the Ents in um, Lord of the Rings kind of thing. There's this character and he's on a different planet, but this planet, he's kind of like, is like made of bark and stuff. And, you know, so little things come from, um, or inspiration comes from anywhere for me. It could just be the flick of something, you know, just all of a sudden an idea hits and I'm like, that would be a good start to a story or that would be a good character. And then also some of my authors who are the biggest in inspiration are, of course, George R. R. Martin. Um, if I could even have a speck of world building talent as he has, I would be just like set because um, I think he's great. And I think he's great also with complex characters um, and stuff. And then I love Holly Black, but in a different way. I love her edgy characters and I love her dark. Um, she's not afraid to just take um, magic and make it dark or like take the lore of things and pull yeah. from, from that. From that. Um, so, so those are like yeah. my two inspiration like when it comes to artists and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 What are your inspirations? With the world building for me, I find mm -hmm. I take bits and pieces from loads of different TV shows I've seen, books that I've read over all the years, and I've kind of like mushed it all together, right. taking all sorts of bits and pieces, and it creates something new. So that's I love that how I go about world building. Right. And I also have all of my stories will be set in the same world. So that makes it easier. Okay. And then I can like focus on different elements of the world building in different stories as well. That's awesome. I like that. I love when stories kind of connect like that too. And then for you, do you kind of feel like when you start with a different area, it's just fun to expand from there and stuff? Almost like if your character started in small town Iowa, you know, and then you yeah. build just within like that country, like and that then you country, go to different. Is that kind of how you play? How you do it? Yeah, I have done a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, like I like that. characters from just like because I'm working on two novels at the moment. So if you take the first one, Royal Games, the main character starts in palace and then the story expands to the surrounding town and nice. then she goes through a portal to earth so then you get to explore earth from like a magical person's perspective 
and you get that's that as well so it like, I like zooms out yeah that's interesting I love portals because you don't really see them a whole lot in in books um but I feel like they need more of their yeah. moment in books because <laughs> you can go so far with those yeah like my concept is there's earth and then there's a magical planet called Topia and nice. like it's kind of based on the concept of utopia so okay. again it's drawing inspiration from other pre-existing things right I like that that's cool and so I that one of my questions actually to bounce off of that is so what genre would you call your books then definitely romanticy so okay. Royal Games is more YA whereas yeah. the other novel I'm working on Song of Darkness that's much darker so it's going to be adult because of the darker gotcha. themes that it deals with but they're both romanticy. Gotcha I love romanticy I love that that's becoming like a its own genre now yeah definitely it should, yeah it definitely should be um because I was wondering when you were saying like um, the portals and then the planets and like Earth and stuff like that, if there was a little sci-fi in there. But I love that it's uh, more on the fantasy romance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Topia is more like the medieval inspired fantasy worlds rather than going into like urban fantasy. Like if I wanted to write right. urban fantasy, it would be set on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you're writing two books. That was my other question is how many projects yeah. do you have kind of going on right now? Um, and so how do you choose, do you just kind of, whichever one inspires you, you kind of choose to yeah, write that? I, that moment? Okay. I kind of have this thing where I'll be writing one of them for a while and then I might mm -hmm. get a little bit of writer's block. So then that's when... Yeah. And move back to the other one and it's quite nice to be able to change between them because I find that if I just let a bit of time pass then when I go back to working on the other project I'll have right. more inspiration and I'll be able to keep moving again. Yeah once I, I do the same I'm very similar in that kind of that's why I always have multiple projects going on um, because it is easy to kind of get into like a block, no matter how you could be going, or at least for me, I could be doing like two months straight with this one project and it's going great and I'm loving it, but this one scene will come up and it'll hit me and I'll be like, I don't know where to go from here. Like all of a sudden I'm yeah. stuck. So it is nice to kind of then have that kind breath of fresh air to jump to. And then it's also nice. Do you find it when you go back to your projects? Do you find like you've missed them? And so then that writer block, it's easy for that writer's block to disappear because. Yeah. You're like. Yeah, well, I know I'm that like feeling. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, I'm very much similar in that kind of the way I think and the way I do my books and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I'll let you ask you another. What? Sorry. Yeah. You never said the genres you write. Oh, so I'm kind of currently trying to expand into different 
things, but I've always been. Um, so if you would have asked me prior to Bookstagram, like when I wrote on like Wattpad and stuff, I was just fantasy. Of course, there was some romance in there a little bit, but romanticy wasn't, you're talking like seven years ago. It wasn't a genre or anything like that, you yeah. know? Um, so I was a deep fantasy person, strictly fantasy. And then just lately, I don't know if it's my old age or what it is, I kind of will thank or blame uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. Um, I'm loving, they opened my eyes opened to a different eyes. form of romance. So did Akatar, of course, as well, and stuff like that, and um, from Blood yeah. and Ass. But I'm really into the kind of alien romance um, stuff, but taking my own version of that. Um, yeah. So I have one project that is more of a sci-fi adventure romance, and then I have um, my main one, the one that I'm hoping that is on Kindle Vela right now, and that I'm hoping to publish in 2024, is um, oh, that one is. Uh, I know, it gets me overwhelmed a little bit, but it's so exciting um, to say it out loud. Um, but that one is definitely dark romanticy. That one has all your typical aspects of the fantasy genre. Um, but then there's definitely like dark with demons and each character kind of pulling at their own demons with, and then one of them's like being, the girl is being hunted and um, very morally gray characters and stuff like that. And then of course, castle setting, there's magic. All three main characters have their own magic and stuff. Um, so that one is very much dark fantasy with romance. Um, yeah. And then, and then I've got the third, the steampunk. So that one is steampunk. I kind of like to say that one's like fantasy sci-fi because you bring the steampunk in, brings a little sci-fi to it. But then you've also got the, it's got magic, it's got mutants and stuff like that. So that to me is more fantasy as well. So yeah. that's kind of where would, I'm at right now. <laughs> would you ever try writing anything that's not got fantasy elements something maybe more like contemporary romance I don't think so I would never write it out completely because I do love trying new things I think it's fun to always expand writing and and stuff like that but there's just too much that I enjoy and you know I'm my name is in escape is in everything that I do <laughs> so I'm very yeah. much an escapist um I love to get away from from uh, reality. If anything, maybe an urban fantasy would be as close to earth and contemporary as I would get kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, so do you like pretty much just stick to your fantasy romance or do you want to try something more contemporary down the road? I don't know, like, I've thought about the idea, but then to stick to it long enough to produce a full-length novel, yeah. I'm not sure if I'd be able to do that. Right. But I have toyed around with some ideas in the past. Okay. But then that's partially what inspired one of the novels I'm working on at the moment. It okay. was like an idea I'd been toying with in a contemporary setting. It's like you know the concept of like you have 
the bad boy and the girl falls for him and then he turns soft for her. So <laughs> I was going to flip the idea so that oh. instead of him becoming soft for her, she like turns bad. So it's like it creates That's corruption it. a lot. So I was going to create it more in like a high school setting, but then I couldn't write it like that. Gotcha. So that idea kind of sat on the shelf for a while and then okay. eventually it became integrated into a fantasy story and that was how. Like that was the missing piece. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. I like that. Um, so I have um, like characters, you know, that you were saying you had this concept, this idea that it was, you just kind of shelved it for a little bit until your yeah. fantasy came along and then it was like that's it that's the missing so actually the characters that are in my dark fantasy romance that one actually has two characters from two totally different stories that I meshed together just out of the blue kind of put them together in the first chapter and was like what if I start a new story with these two and it just bloomed from there. It was perfect. And then I brought in Brim, who is the shadow wielder, the king shadow or whatever. And then you, those three's dynamic just became the perfect combination to keep me going, you know? Yeah. So it is, so funny, how it is funny how things will sit around for a while, but they'll still stick with you. You can't let them go. Yeah. But you've got to have that perfect, like, like uh, what is it? chemistry or something you know like that kind of thing yeah calculations <laughs> um, sometimes all the pieces just fit together yeah it's almost like sometimes you just have to wait for that you know you've got an idea yeah. you've got a spark but um so actually I'll jump into that so with you when writer's block happens or when you have a little bit of a spark um what is it that kind of uh really keeps you going like what breaks you through that is it just from writing your other project or is there a certain thing that you can do that can break you out of that um and help you with your building i guess switching projects is the only like solid way that i know how to break through it it's okay. usually what works but i don't know sometimes I get like bits and pieces of ideas unconnected to a novel and then it makes me think how can I use it like yeah for example I sometimes take inspiration from dreams that I've had at night and then yeah. in the morning I like write them down and then sometimes that sparks ideas but it's very unreliable to <laughs> use that Right. No, I totally get that because actually one of my, the alien project that I'm doing started as a dream because a lot of the alien stories, which I love, don't get me wrong, are where the people, it's like humans are taken and stuff like that. And then they fall in love with an alien person, whether it's like a warrior or hero, however it works out. I love them. They're great. But I kind of took a story and I'm like, wait, what if Earth is actually part of, uh, they know aliens exist, you know, what if it's like everyone, there's, uh, there's aliens and different species and stuff who live on Earth as well, 
humans live on other planets? What if it's more of there's this like agency who finds true love intergalactic? And so you kind of like sign almost like a dating app. You sign up for it and it could take, it could be a day and you get a phone call after signing up. You know, we found your match. It could be years. I've got this one story where it's a older in life. She's like 39, 40 years old. I'm mid midlife, I guess. I'm 35, so I can't say older in life. But um, but she signed up for it like 15 years ago, has gone through a divorce, has done all that, and then she gets matched with a true love. So it's actually where each book can be its own story. But I kind of wanted to take a more fun approach to it than just the captured and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But I don't know where I was going with that. I totally went on that. I'm sorry. (laughs) And the dating Um, apps are called concepts, though. Yeah, well, that's a, it, oh, it was the dream. I just, it hit me in a dream. I remember yeah. the spaceship coming up and, and the person, like, being like, who are you? Oh, oh, you're here for me? Like, it's happening? You know, like, that, I remember that in the dream, the person was so excited, you know, like, oh, this is so great, you know, going to find my true love. Yeah. Um, but that's what it was. It was the dream. Um, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You can go ahead um, and ask another question. I feel like I just went on a long time. Not a problem. So I know you're a pantser. What does Mm -hmm. that look like for you? So I'm definitely, I am 100% a a pantser when it comes to just the writing aspect, just the chapter after chapter kind of a thing. but I am, I could be considered a combination when it comes to the world building though, because I do love my notebooks. I love writing down characters. I love character boards as well. And I love creating maps and stuff as well. So I have little tidbits of world building things. Um, almost more for me to remember because almost like maps in a book, if I'm looking back and my people are going from start at one place, I need to remember, like, where have they been? What are the names again? You know, so I have to write them down for myself. So I'm not going back chapters just to find what was the name of that town that this happened in, you know, and stuff. So I, but when it comes to um, beyond that, beyond the very beginning, have a little sketch of a map, have a little character board, the eye color, what they're, I, and I always have to know first and last names before I can like really dive into things and like hair color. Do they have anything like birthmarks missing an arm specific, like an eye patch? Like I need to know specific little details like that before I can really jump in. But beyond that, when it goes into, there's no outlining, um, maybe in the middle, I always struggle in the middle. That's where my writer's block hits a lot. Um, so you might see me sketch out chapter like 19 idea, like that kind of thing. Like maybe yeah. this is more like a note, give myself a note, you know? Um, but otherwise it is my characters take charge and they could do it better than I ever could. You know, you almost have to get into like Brim is super, he's very, not only broody, but he is self, um, 
conscious, but he like hides that with his dark magic and everything. Yeah. So then getting in his head and stuff, he'll take control when it's in his head, then he kind of takes control of his scene. And I love it because you never know what he's very twisty in that way. But then you've got Wraith, who he's king. He's been this king person for forever. He's very calculated. He's very controlled. And he's like, we don't have time for your games, you know? And these two have been around each other since they were young teens. So they have this love-hate banter relationship and stuff. And then you've got Bay, who is very, she's a spitfire. She's not your average court person, you know, and stuff. She was born um, more, more raised like in the wilderness on farm and stuff like that, you know, of of this magical medieval world, you know. And so um, she doesn't dress like the other ladies. She doesn't fit in. She's the type that will chug a glass of wine and then everyone's like gasping. Um, so then these three together are just a who, and they are not, they're the type that are not afraid to take charge. So that, yeah. they, help, they help me pants my way through stuff. <laughs> so I let them take, I, I enjoy letting them take uh, control yeah. of the story. I'm kind of similar to that. Like I'm a punter as well. I write whatever pops into my head with that particular scene and the characters kind of take over but yeah I find that I need to know the ending of the story otherwise Mm -hmm. I can't get there I need some kind of direction to move in but then whatever happens in the middle is completely unplanned and the characters just write that themselves and then sometimes I'll need a character to fulfill a particular need like for example if I start with a main character then I need to introduce a friend to them and I do not know anything about the friend until they literally walk onto the page and they start interacting and then the personality kind of develops from that and then do you have to like take that person and put it into a note or can you just remember that remember that remember all no, the you can remember I it don't, I don't really make notes for that kind yeah. of thing that's what I'm trying to get better at but like gotcha. things like personality I can kind of remember but then mm-hmm. it's little things like I might forget what eye color I've written them in yeah. a particular scene and then I go back to check that and there's like right. random details that I do need to make notes of, but once the personality is there, I know yeah. that character. That's good. Cause that's the same here. I can think I said green eyes or whatever, and then I'll go back and I'll be like, oh my gosh, it was dark brown eyes, you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh man. So those are things I, I have to write them down or I will, the person, I agree that same with me, the personality part, it's almost like that's just natural. But yeah. when it comes to teachers, I do have to have, that's where my notebooks come into play or the Pinterest yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I make Pinterest boards, but I'm terrible at like keeping them updated. Like I'll go through a phase of making an, an entire board for something and then I don't look at it again for a year. 
Yeah. So no, I it's the best. Yeah, I do the same. Yeah, I do the same. And actually, I was just going through my Pinterest board the other day because I'm trying to make a um like a cork board of inspiration and stuff. And I was gonna print some things off. And there was this idea. I remember it hitting me like a sledgehammer really hard. And I never went anywhere with it, but I've got like 200 different pins on this board. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, maybe down the road that will come to life. But I'm like, I just remember, like I spent a week just throwing things on there and stuff, but it really never went anywhere uh, and stuff. But I do the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. Where I'll, yeah. And, and like, I look at like, I look at my like characters right, right now. Wraith and Grim and Bay, and I'll look at some of their, especially Bay, some of her earliest photos that I threw on that board. I'm like, I need to take them off because I started her off almost like a real innocent type, and she was like, that's not me. You know, that's <laughs> not who I am. So um, we talked Pinterest and character boards. What about music? Do you find inspiration or do you create playlists? from music for your characters and stuff or I don't tend to use music to help me like music is a big part of my life but it's mm -hmm. kind of like separate from writing like gotcha. I can have music playing in the background but I don't do the whole making playlists and I would like to but it's just not something I've ever done before right well, and it could also be another thing that can just take you away from, you're creating that instead of writing kind of thing. Yeah. Because sometimes I fall into that category where I can start getting into, I want to be a better note taker. I want to create certain playlists because I do have playlists, but most of them are just writing playlists in general, um, yeah. just to kind of get me in that mindset and stuff a lot of instrumental stuff. Um, but sometimes I get focused or sidetracked on that. And then I'm like, I could be using this time to write. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find it easy? So that's actually a question that I have. When you get into when it's time, like a writing session, do you have any like rituals or things like you have to have a cup of coffee or, or tea or do you have to have a candle burning is there anything that you specifically have to kind of set or do you just this is it and wherever I am I'm writing <laughs> yeah there's no like particular routine for me like I can write pretty much anywhere so okay. I was doing a long journey on a train yesterday for example and I only had my phone with me. So I was in my gotcha. notes app writing during the journey. And gotcha. it's not as easy on my phone compared to my laptop, but it was something to pass the time. And I yeah. just, I felt like writing at that point. So I got yeah. my phone out and there I was. There's no like particular routine or anything I have to do. Gotcha. You just write anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I like that because sometimes you can get that's almost easier to do something like that um, when it, and it's easier to just be like, oh, it's hit me. The scene has hit me. Now I'm just going to sit down and write really quick and stuff. 
uh, instead of yeah. be like, get all my setup going. Cause I can be back and forth both ways. Um, I actually like writing on my phone, which is why I enjoyed Google Docs. But I, with this campfire, you can also write on your phone. Um, just download the app and it's all connected, like how Google Docs okay. work. Um, but I actually like it just because I sometimes I can. So I wear bracelets and like stuff like that. Sometimes when I'm typing, little silly things can make me slow down, you know, like stutter or oh, backspace because I messed up on this or whatever. And I'm a horrible speller. And so I get like caught up on that because it could be like the, yeah. it's like the right word, but the wrong spelling. And I'm like, I know it, but I can't think of how am I supposed to properly write that, you know, spell that. Yeah. I will always be a horrible speller. So on my phone, I feel like it's just more, because you're always, you know, people are always texting nowadays. So I do feel like I can be quicker on my phone. I do like it, but then there's more distractions when it comes to phone. Right. Yeah. So like constant notifications popping yeah. up and then you can end up scrolling on social media, check yeah. out what's happening on Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. I do. I enjoy it. So like, I love writing outside. Do you enjoy writing outside or more like inside settings? I tend to write inside more, but I do enjoy outside as well. Yeah. On a nice day. So that's something, obviously I live in Iowa. We have, it's either really hot in the summertime. Well, I've grown accustomed. I love the heat. So to me, that's happy to yeah. have a nice shade. I love it. Um, so summertime, I love it. Um, going outside, sitting. Fall is good too, um, but sometimes fall can be crisp. Spring is rainy and gross, and then winter is just dreadful. So yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, that's me though. Um, so inside writing, I do a lot. I actually do a lot of writing come winter into the cold months um, on my computer, and I have talked about, then I have my settings, my, I'll sit down, grab coffee, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I really, really enjoy sitting outside on my phone, just yeah. getting whatever I can out in the sunshine under or under the shade. Um, I just find yeah. something about that fun. Yeah. Um, did you want to ask another question? Otherwise, yeah. I have a few more. I'll yeah. go for it. Do you think you're more of an underwriter or an overwriter on the first draft? So this is hard. It kind of depends on the project, I suppose. Um, because right now I feel like I'm underwriting everything and stuff. But I guess what I should say is I did underwrite too much of this. I like skipped a whole middle section, like there was not enough words for this dark romance fantasy. There was not enough yeah. going on too much. It was very like spacey. I had a great ending, great beginning. The middle was almost non-existent in my mind. Like it focused too much on romance and took away from the dark elements. And so it's almost like, it was almost like the ending just exploded without reason. See, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm completely fixing that the middle is totally written 
almost like for, for it, I mean, it is, it's like first draft. So this time around, I'm trying to overdo it before I go in and truly finalize everything, you know? Yeah. And um, so with that one, it was, I think because it was a nano project, NaNoWriMo, it was almost like I was just really f focused on getting things out, just writing every day and not so much focusing on if the story was really coming together, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one I under, I definitely underwrote, but I am super descriptive. I am very, I use words that definitely need to be cut out come editing time. Like there's no reason you just double stated the same thing, you know? So I think in general, just like I'm an over talker, I'm an over writer for the most part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm definitely an underwriter. Like, okay. as I'm writing the second draft of Royal Games at the moment, I can see mm -hmm. the word count going up compared to yeah. the first draft already. And because it was the first draft as a pantser, it's so difficult to get yeah. the story right on the first go. Like, it's just impossible. So there's all these issues I can see with it that need fixing and right. some of that means writing brand new scenes which mm -hmm. it 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 all needs fleshing out and like tying together so yeah I've definitely yeah. started with like the bare bones of the story and then it all needs building up from there well and isn't that mostly even if you are like writing too much and stuff isn't that mostly what the first draft is it's just getting the idea out it's just yeah. getting it out of your head so it's on paper and you can go back and fix it yeah <laughs> and make it make sense <laughs> yeah um because first drafts i love them um i think they are so fun to write it's so fun to see your ideas come out of you know out of this dark space that they've been hiding in and come to life but it's also like when you do, when I go back and I reread through it, sometimes, sometimes that can cause writer's black because I'm like, this is so awful. What am I thinking? Like, this is horrible. I need to just shut it all down. But then I just have to come back and cut or like step away and have a fresh head yeah. coming back. <laughs> Being like, of course it's going to stink. It was me just throwing out things. <laughs> Yeah, that's where Royal Games is at the moment. Like, it's Song of Darkness, my other novel that I've been working on more recently, because Royal Games is struggling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, now that I've got the first draft, I can see where the story is, but it's just trying to piece together what's missing and how do I fix one plot hole without creating another yeah. one? And yeah, that's been a struggle, and it's been interesting learning how editing is different to like the drafting of a novel. Oh, yeah, yeah, and editing can be fun. I have like a love hate relationship with editing. I either yeah. am really into it and it's going great, otherwise, it's like nails on a chalkboard, you know, just like grinding and it's not fun. <laughs> So yeah. I have a definitely hit or miss. Um, so do you edit most of your stuff yourself or do you have um, 
like a friend or an editor that you send things to? I'm just doing it all myself at the moment, but I'm hoping to finish both the drafts I'm currently working on for my novels and then maybe find a critique partner or a couple of alpha readers and I'll just get some outside feedback from people who haven't read it before, who haven't created the world and just see what they think of it. Right. Yeah, because that's the thing. Sometimes, like, uh, we read our stories so many times, over and over. And I'll never forget, I think it was a famous author who said, basically, read your story until you're sick of it. And then you know when that's when you know it's done. And I was like, that's probably when you're like, there's nothing else I can do. It is what it is that's probably when your story is good, you know, because you've yeah. done the editing, you've done the beta readers. There's only so much you can do and so many times you can rewrite it before it becomes a whole different story, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess we already kind of talked about where you are in your process. Um, yeah. Do you try and write every day then or is it more just when you're inspired kind of thing it's a complicated question really because I try to write every day and I have been in the habit the past couple of weeks I've been quite good at that but sometimes life just gets in the way and I find I hardly write anything for a whole month before I get a chance to dive back in again so ideally I'd write every day but it just doesn't work out like that right yeah Yeah. um I'm in the same boat as you are and do you find it kind of kind of how do I want to word it easy to come back like if you take that month off is it easy to come back or do you struggle to be like you almost have to like push yourself back into uh, sit down do it write it you've got the time now is that how you are or do you find it easy to just be like okay I've got the time let's start this session (laughs) I think it depends like it depends where I've got up to last time as to how easy or difficult it is to get back into gotcha yeah yeah because I'm at the point right now so the kids are back in school well two of them I homeschool my oldest um he starts in a week but I wanted to give myself a two week knowing it can be a struggle for me I I took three weeks off and it can be a struggle for me to um kind of just be like the cleaning can wait you need to take this time to sit and write you know um but once I do once I form that pattern once I've just done it for maybe five days in a row then it's hard to do the opposite, take a day for myself, you know, it's like, no, I've started this pattern. I want to keep going. Um, so I do really love is when I really jump right back into a scheduled because I like to do NaNoWriMo. So I started in October knowing that then in November, I'll already be set in that patterned way of every day. Um, but it can take me a while. I have to kind of like 
not that once I sit down and get back to my characters, I'm like, oh, I've missed you. This is, you know, this is so fun. But it takes me just to sit down, like go sit down. (laughs) That can uh, be a struggle. Um, I find that for me, I want to, my goal is to write every day. I don't set like a particular like word count that I want to reach. Like I know some people do that, but I'd rather just write and see how far I can get. So even if one day it's only 1,000 words or one day it's 100, at least the story is still moving forwards. Exactly. Those 100 words could be the start of something that tomorrow you're going to write 2,000 words because it was the spark of that, what you needed to get going, to keep going. Um, Sometimes I find it's a simple note that I leave myself. Like it was a struggle. Like yesterday was, so I'm trying to set a goal of 1,000 words at least every other day because I know once I set that pattern, it only get better. Um, And sometimes it can simply be like, yesterday was a struggle, but I left myself just a real simple note. And I'm hoping that when I see that note, it'll, because it was like, I knew where the scene should be going, what should be happening, but it was not, it was like, it was like my characters didn't want to do what they were told. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, they were even struggling to, um, I, it was a, it was a sad scene. So it could be that kind of a thing that like, they are actually going to take it. We wouldn't be sad like this. We would be sad like this. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that this little line will help me jump back in and be like, that's what I was doing. That's why it was, you know? Um, it's just you setting yourself up for the next session. Hopefully. <laughs> do you struggle with certain scenes over a different one? Do you find more scenes come easily? Are certain scenes come easily or and others come hard? I guess so. Like sometimes if I know a particular scene is coming up and I'm working towards it, then I can struggle with some of the scenes leading up to it and then yeah. that scene itself becomes much easier because I've been planning it for a while if that makes sense like sometimes yeah. I have like checkpoints planned in the okay. novel of like I want this this and this to happen but then right. I have no idea what's not to happen to get it to that point and sometimes the middle can be a struggle yeah so there's like an exciting scene that you can't wait to write but you're like yeah but there's all this other stuff that I gotta struggle through (laughs) it's like I have to develop the character art to a certain point before that scene can happen and yeah sometimes if it's just like I don't know like sometimes I don't know where to take it to get the characters to that point yeah No, I can see that. Um, And I struggle, like if I know a certain scene, so I definitely struggle with um, the heart. I'm not, I think it's because I'm not very, um, I'm not an emotional person in general. And so to get really into the heart of the emotions and stuff, 
it's almost like there's my therapy. I got to like help myself, prepare myself because this is going to get real hard, real quick, you know? Um, And then usually once I write them, it's great. And it feels awesome to get that out. But knowing a scene is going to be a difficult one, which is where I'm at with my steampunk one right now. Um, It can be such a struggle. My brain like retaliates and it's like, nope, don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, We want to write something fun or exciting or battle, you know. (laughs) I think I find battle scenes easier than like simple dialogue as well. I, I don't know if you find that sometimes as well, but like when there's not a lot of action in a particular scene, sometimes it's difficult to get through the scene. I have definitely, so that was something when I started with kind of showing people, starting to like have people read my stuff and get their critiques and stuff. One of the biggest things is I'm really good at description scenes. I'm really good at getting in someone's head and they can see, they can tell you everything. They can tell you everything in their head, but it's almost like you need to bring in. You need to bring in. So I was struggling with that really. um, And almost to the point where I didn't see it myself because I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like world building and awesome you know, but it was like, yeah, no, you really need, I needed to break down those bulky little scenes. Otherwise it becomes like, like Lord of the Rings where it's, you know, what is it? 60 pages of what the hobbits do, you know, (laughs) like that kind of stuff. So I've actually just in the past year and a half really gotten better with the dialogue. And now I find it actually really fun to do the dialogue and stuff. Um, so I did struggle. I struggled a lot with that, <laughs> just yeah. knowing when to throw it in there, um, and stuff. And now, yeah, I found it fun. Um, and multi-point of view. So do you like to write in like multi-point of view character, like stories, or do you just like to stick to one character, one point of view? I've always written a single point of view, just mm-hmm. because I find it easier to get into one character's headspace and then I know that character really well and then it's how they interact with other people rather than like having multiple storylines going on at once yeah yeah and that's um that's really like a good way I think fantasy books are I love both I really do I love reading both um yeah I'm reading both as well the multi-point of view, if it's going to, like, wrap up, you know that the the ending is going to have all kinds of elements to it. That can really, I love reading all the different sides then. But if it's, like, one where this person is going to go through so much, this particular person is the one that you, then you need that focus. You need that single yeah. focus. And um, that's where the emotion, and maybe that's where I struggle. I need to maybe focus a bit more on uh, a single person, and then I can really get out the emotion scenes. (laughs) Yeah. I think sometimes it helps to think about it like a single point of view. That character is the focus, whereas you only really need to write multiple points of view if 
the storylines are going off in separate directions like sometimes you can get a dual POV book where it's literally like the two main characters are love interests and it's Mm -hmm. like two different perspectives on the same romance and that's not necessarily what you need to be doing you want to have those characters if they've got different points of view you want them to be going off and having different adventures and then yeah you weave the two storylines together yeah yeah um and then so with your main character what are the main things that you would kind of use to describe her is it a her yeah yeah so if I talk about royal games my main character she's the princess but she doesn't like the royal life like she thinks the nobility are quite stuck up and they don't do what they should to be helping people so she wants to escape that life and just live like a a regular life just Mm -hmm. not doing very much just like the average person and that's like her goal throughout the novel yeah but she's quite like sociable and quite bookish and she like gets her head down and she's very determined but I like that she can also be quite emotional at times like Mm -hmm. the incident at the start of the book is an assassination attempt on her so that's why she ends up running away to earth so when she runs away it's not to live the life she wanted it's to go into hiding so she's trying to navigate that and she's struggling with all the emotional baggage of being betrayed by someone and what and like fear of the assassins finding her and so she's quite emotional as well yeah so she's trying to navigate a lot of different things at once Right. No, that's interesting. I like that. That's a good, I mean, an assassination assassination attempt. Uh, That's a good way to kind of hook people in right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, so is there a single love interest in this or is there? Yes. Yeah, single. So she meets someone pretty much straight away when she ends up on earth and he doesn't know why she's there he doesn't know who she really is but they kind of form bits of a connection where she realizes that he's also magical and so they have that in common and it's like a secret that keeps them together okay so then he kind of like helps her deal with the assassins without truly knowing until much later on what's actually happening okay uh one more question because this is super interesting i like this okay (laughs) um so like the people on earth the person on do they know that there's portals as well or no is that something that's just unique no so that humans on earth but then there are also like 
magical people mixed in amongst humans and the humans don't know there's magic but there is like a magical underground going on gotcha that's cool I love that yeah that's awesome because that almost is like a blend of deep fantasy and urban fantasy so that's really cool yeah that's a new kind of concept and stuff Um, yeah and then how long has this kind of idea been with you I think it was about four or five years ago that I started writing it and it took about a year to get through the first draft and then yeah it's just been a lot slower since then I guess when I started writing that was when I like when I finished that draft was wet around the point I started Song of Darkness so at that point I had the two works in progress going on so that slowed things down and things in life got in the way a bit like obviously it was COVID and then I had like big exam periods in like college so just things have been getting in the way but I'm trying to get back into it now and I'm trying to get if I can both drafts done by the end of the year although Song of Darkness is very close to the end now and Royal Games might have to take a bit longer. Gotcha. Um, and so when it comes to your books, can they both be read um, totally separately or is it like you have to read one and then the other? Yeah, they're completely separate. So yeah, you'll find Easter eggs to each of them in the other book because they're the same oh, world. So it's nice to have some kind of crossover elements. But right. they're completely separate stories and the characters don't know each other or anything. I love that. That's awesome. And that is really fun to kind of write that way where, um, it, you know, you know what you're kind of sprinkling in there and stuff. And um, yeah. that's cool. I like it. Uh, do you have another question that you wanted to ask? Yeah, so because this is, a podcast collaboration I just wanted to talk a little bit about hosting a podcast and why you decided to do it so for me well one in the beginning it was me and Stacy kind of doing it together and I didn't want to start it alone but I had been told well one my husband was kind of like you I love, I love getting to know people. I love the bookstagram community. I love the writing community and everything that they really do. I think it's such a supportive community. Um, so he was actually the one that kind of sparked the idea. He's like, you should just do it. Um, bring on the people that you talk to, bring on. Um, and then, so I brought it up to Stacy, and then Stacy was like, yeah, that sounds fun too. And so that was kind of like the leeway into it for me. I needed, I almost needed somebody to kind of help me. Now that I've done it just on my own, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm, I love it. I'm still always, I'm an awkward person. Sometimes as sociable as I like to be, I still have anxiety and every beginning starts rough. I'm always like, uh, and I over talk, <laughs> but 
I really enjoy this. I kind of just wanted to do it to get to know more of the people that I talk to and I comment with and I see their photos and I see their process and their projects and their journeys. So that's kind of why I started. Um, and it kind of yeah. to connect and, and get to know. And, and then also to um, get the, a lot of people I work with, even if they're traditional, gonna be eventually traditionally published they're all just beginning. A lot of them are just starting off. First books are not quite, you know, first or to first drafts and stuff. So I like to get them seen as well. Even if it's only 20 people see it, you know, it's like that's 20 people yeah. who, who got to know them and their, why they write and their projects a little bit more. So, and what about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm doing a similar thing as well. Like, right when I started Bookstagram, I had the idea, what if I could do author interviews? But okay. I had no followers at that point, and I didn't know wow. how I would communicate that, what platform I would use or anything. And then I just started listening to podcasts and listening to a few of them. It got me thinking, well, why don't I do this? And yeah. why does it have to be limited to author interviews? Why can't I just speak to my friends that yeah. I've made on this platform? So yeah. it's been really nice getting to have a proper conversation with people instead of just like a few exchanged messages every now and then. It's yeah. like I can actually talk to people face to face. Right. And then, like he said as well, it's helping friends promote their works, even mm -hmm. if it's not to a massive audience you can still introduce other people to find new readers or new followers or whatever else they're looking for exactly yeah I love that I mean that's why um podcasts are still even though they've become like the big thing since like COVID and stuff I still feel like there's such a new thing a new yeah but they really are so helpful and um, just a good way to kind of promote without being like, read my book, read my book, take, you know, noticing. It's just more of like talking yeah. and getting to know. And it's a more fun, relaxed way to kind of be like, I'm a writer. And to let those who maybe have similar struggles, like being a pantser, and um how your dr first draft takes a couple years or whatever then yeah. they find they realize i'm not alone there's other people who have the same struggle and stuff yeah so yeah i enjoy that um because that was me for a long time too was um one the older you get the more you're like what will it ever get accomplished? Will I ever get to that point? I should have done this five years ago, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but seeing that there's so many people and I read somewhere um, that the average person doesn't write their first book until like age 37. So I'm like, I've got two years. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I just love seeing that I'm not alone. There's all ages with this dream and helping each other is the biggest thing. That's huge. Um, I probably never would have gotten to the point 
of like I wrote on Wattpad and stuff, but like my I didn't have my photo on there and stuff. You know, I was very just like threw it out there. Um, nobody yeah. really knew who I was. Where this, I'm actually able to be like, this is me, and I'm writing. You know, and these are my stories. These are my characters, my words, my thoughts. So um, it's just kind of fun to find a community and find other people um, yeah. who have similar, yeah, similar goals. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Bookstagram community, but I feel like there isn't quite the same thing for podcasts and especially no. book podcasts and writing podcasts. So yeah. what would you like to see if there was a possibility to create a stronger community? Um, I love the the collab is really cool. I love that that then we can have the interviews on each other's pages. So then people from yours and and wherever wherever you post, like eventually I want to get further into like Spotify as well. It's just more of yeah. the whole whole nother thing on my plate that I just don't have the time for, you know. So right now yeah, you so right now but I love that yeah. the different platform so like you use Instagram live and that and I yeah. use YouTube so then I just really would like to see more collaboration would be really fun um yeah and then I would just like even if it wasn't its own like podcast community I'm sure there is a podcast community out there but a bookstagram book bookish podcast community yeah um It'd be fun to see it more on, in the writers community to see that kind of um, blow up that yeah. wanting, to be on, wanting to be on the podcast, wanting to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like reading and writing podcasts are kind of in the background of Bookstagram, but I feel like more could be done to like bring them out and if we keep communicating with each other and keep collaborating with other podcasts as well and hopefully we can help to like build a stronger community that way and right yeah right. just get more people engaged yeah yeah definitely and that's what maybe I could start even sharing to the bookstagram my you know that kind of stuff I always just kind of do a here it is um here's who's on this you know time and stuff like that yeah but the thing is I think I've already covered this I am not very good with technology so I love when I see people like they use a little sound clip when they're like yeah explaining who's coming on I'm like how do you do that because I've tried so hard to figure it out and I can't. It has to be like a separate app or something. But yeah, that's, I, that's I've been struggling to get better at the marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of started the podcast a little bit on a whim, didn't know what I was doing really. So I haven't given the marketing side of it as much thought as the rest of my Bookstagram posts. Right. Well, and it's all, I mean, really also when you start marketing it too much too, then it kind of takes the fun, yeah. just, like a, just like a book. You don't want to just hound yeah. people with it. You want to do it for fun. And if they stumble upon it and find inspiration or find it fun, then that's, yeah. that's the main thing and stuff. So Yeah, 
I've tried using reels for it, like using a reel to announce when there's a new episode out, but then they never seem to get much attention, even though the Instagram algorithm supposedly likes reels. So yeah. I'm like, where do I go from here? Do I need to be making different reels or do I try a different format to make that announcement? And Who knows anymore? A bit all over <laughs> the place. Because Instagram, it was like they pushed reels and then they stopped again and were like, no, we're going back to photos. And now yeah. I know that they're going back to reels again. I don't know. I just know that mine's been declining. I mean, yeah. in the summer, like July and June were great. I had a lot of stuff that were was seen more than usual and everything. August has been like one of the worst months ever. So I'm like, who yeah. knows? I mean, it's like, do it's what so you can. It's so hit and miss with everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I just start trying to do. Like, I, I know some people, I do have some really good people who they do watch and I'm thankful for them and stuff. And I know even here at home, they like to get on and watch. Now, will they watch? It's like, watch for 20 minutes, go do something else, watch for 20 minutes, you know? And that's totally yeah. fine. And li or listen, like an audiobook in the background, which is why I need to be better at Spotify better at because Spotify. that's what a lot of people do with podcasts. They listen. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you know about this, but I use a website called Anchor and then that distributes my podcast to all different places. So, oh, no. It, it's run, run by Spotify. So I think they recently rebranded it to like it's like podcasts by Spotify or something they rebranded it to recently but okay they, they sort out all like the distribution side of it and then gotcha. YouTube would obviously still be separately but that's how I get it out most of the time yeah no I didn't know about that um that's pretty cool um yeah so that might help you out. Yeah, I'll have you, you'll have to send the link uh, for me, maybe on yeah. Messenger, so I can check that out. Yeah. Um, did you have any other questions then? Or, because I think I'm down to my, I think I asked all of mine. <laughs> I only have one more. Okay. What are you currently reading? I am actually reading uh, talk about alien romance. So I am reading yeah. Choosing Theo. Um, Victoria, I can't remember her last name. I can show a picture of it. But um, I am only, I'm down to like only an hour, I think, left in it. And I'm loving it. Um, I did just finish A Shadow in the Ember. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. I'm running. Um, but those are the two that I have been reading and I'm trying to get through Throne of Glass. Now, don't look at me like, oh, I'm hating it. No, it's not that I'm hating it. I just get overwhelmed with hyped books and stuff. So it takes me a little bit longer, but this yeah. is the one that I'm currently reading and loving. Okay. Reading. Um, it's really good. Great audio book if you have Scribd. So yeah. and what are you currently reading? I've nearly finished Cinder from the Lunar Chronicles. 
So I'm really enjoying that at the moment. And then I'll move straight on to Scarlet, the next book in the series, probably yeah. tomorrow. Oh, perfect. I've heard those are really, really good. Um, yeah. The, on my TV, I've got them. I think they're right behind me somewhere. I can yeah. see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do have those on my TBR. And I just, again, a hyped yeah. book. Something about it. I went yeah. to read it. That's kind of where Bookstagram hindered me a little bit because I used to just pick up something and read it. Um, now I'm like, I have to like look or like ignore spoilers and like do that stuff. But um, yeah. well, I have had a lot of fun um, and I'm so glad that we finally got to connect and talk. Yeah. And I love the sound of these stories and I love that you're doing it. You're going for it, right? Making dreams happen. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy speaking to you too and I'm really excited to find out more about this novel you're apparently publishing next year. Yeah I'm fingers crossed it all works out that's my I, I'm not gonna say like a date or anything and get overwhelmed yeah. with it but it is 2024 that is my my goal that's the plan yeah we're on the right pace on the right pace so yeah. um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for you as well and um, hopefully both of us can get our panther brains in order to get on daily schedules. <laughs> yeah. And I would love to maybe in a few months or beginning of next year, do this again um, and see. Yeah, where that would we, be really nice. Yeah. And see where we each are um, come that time. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to let you go and say goodbye. Okay. It's been so much fun. Yeah. You have a good hope day. hope to speak to you again soon. Yeah, same. Thank you for listening to Bookstagram Live. Please take the time to rate, review and subscribe wherever you are listening. You can follow Stevie on Instagram at escapes to books and the Mother Fiction Writers podcast is available on YouTube or Spotify. You can find me over on Instagram at Books. Follow me to watch future episodes as I record them live before uploading the audio to this podcast. If you would like to feature in a future episode, you can reach out through my DMs with the topic you would like to discuss. This could be your bookish career, a favourite book, or maybe a trope that you love. Any topic you can think of, I'm happy to listen. This is your chance to promote something you feel passionate about. Thank you and always remember, keep smiling, keep reading and keep the conversation going. Speak to you next time.